Hey, it's Melody speaking. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. So, it is currently week 6 of the circuit breaker here in Singapore and guys, we're left with 3 more weeks. Hang in there, we've got this. We've been doing this since, I don't know, honestly, I lost track of time, but I'm so glad that the number of cases in the community is dropping and the cases in the dormitories are also getting uh, more handled, I guess. Yeah, so hang in there, everybody, while we slowly get back to our normal lives and hopefully this virus will be gone soon. Also, just an FYI, you know, if you guys want to um, talk to me, want to let me know your feedbacks on the topics that I talk about, or, you know, you just want to, in general, talk to me about your life, the problems that you have, or just talk to somebody in general during this whole period, you know, just go on Instagram and find me at melody underscore LXL and drop me a DM and I will definitely reply to those. Alright, so let's jump straight into today's topic, which I promise you guys will be more in-depth. And I will share with you guys my personal experience and my take on this topic, which is on anxiety. So before we jump into the topic and talk about, you know, this very sensitive topic, I just want to put a disclaimer out there that I am by no means a doctor or a psychologist or counsellor. Whatever I talk about in this podcast is based on my personal experience and what I went through as a person and how I dealt with it. So yeah, just letting you guys know. And if you're looking for some professional help or if you know someone that is close to you or around you that requires um, professional advice, please help them seek this um, help. And also, if you're alone, please don't hesitate to contact someone that's close to you or if you, can, you can even drop me a DM and let me know and I will definitely try my best to be there for you guys. So, you know, if you're really struggling with this... Um, anxiety, with mental health, please don't hesitate to go and source and look for some help for yourself. Okay, so anxiety. Where do I start with this? <laughs> so I know nowadays um, anxiety is more out there in a sense that more people are aware of it and what are the symptoms and you know what the cause may be. And it could also be because nowadays in this, you know, more modern world and all the fast pace with technology, with social media, it is more common than we think that it is, or more common as compared to the past, whereby people really deal with like panic attack, with um, anxiety, with schizophrenia, you know, it, mental illness nowadays are more talked about as compared to in the past where it's more touchy and subjective and not many people know what it is. But I know there are still some people out there who don't really believe in, or not say believe, but they don't really know what an anxiety attack is, what a panic attack is. And, you know, they just, in general, they don't really know mental illness. So in a way, they they would say that some people are just overreacting, they're being sensitive, they're being emotional. And it's very bad if, you know, you tell that to someone who is really suffering from this mental illness because it is a thing. I wouldn't say that you know, it's any different from like a cancer or like a fever, you know, it's it's still a thing. It's still something that is in your body, but mentally, you know, more, you can't really see it. It's not really tangible, but it's there. For me personally, I had my first panic attack or what you call it, anxiety when I was 
about 17 to 18 years old, I think. It was around that period of time. It was when I graduated secondary school and was entering poly. I remember because it was a really tough period for me during that, that period of time. I was going through something with my friends, my family, and being a teenager, I was already struggling, you know, with self-esteem, emotionally, the things that I feel, I don't know how to handle them. And yeah, so when I had my panic attack, something triggered it. I don't, I don't really want to go in depth into what, but definitely it was because of an incident and it triggered me to a point where I really was so overwhelmed with emotions and I didn't know how to handle it. My mind was constantly with thoughts on, negative thoughts on like the situation and I felt this like shortness of breath. So at first I thought it was because, you know, I was just very overwhelmed with all these emotions and the situation on what I was going through. But after a while, when I started like, you know, panicking even more, like when I had, I already felt that shortness of breath and I started panicking even more. I felt like, I felt very lightheaded in a sense and I really couldn't catch back my breath. So I was literally hyperventilating that entire time and I felt like I was going to die. Honestly, I really felt like I was going to die. And at that point of time, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was anxiety. I didn't know. I didn't even know what was a panic attack. I, I just know that I felt like a million thoughts in my head. A lot of things were going through my head and I felt a shortness of breath. I felt so scared. I felt so alone. And I was just in this handicapped, handicapped toilet because I was at school, right? And yeah, I just locked the door and I just sat there hoping that it would go away. I remember thinking to myself, um, was this normal? Was this, you know, even real? Like, did people felt this before? Did anybody felt this way before? Or is it just me? Am I normal? Am I going crazy? And I remember feeling so scared of everything. Like, even the slightest sound of, like, people walking past the toilet. I was so scared. I felt like I wasn't in control. But the more that I felt that way, the more fear I felt as well. I remembered sitting there for quite a while like I sat in the toilet for quite some time I'm not sure how long it was but it was quite a while because I don't know I just never moved and even five minutes I, I think it probably felt like an hour to me and I just thought to myself like you know it has to pass eventually it will go away I just need to breathe and I remember thinking and telling myself mentally that I need to breathe but it was just really really hard I, I don't really know how to put words into it but it was really just really hard to breathe to catch back my breath and it was so hard to fight the thoughts the negative thoughts that were in my head to put in positive one because at that period of time I was just really scared after a while when I was slightly more calmed I picked up my phone and I remember I can't remember if I texted or I called but I, I know I contacted my ex back then so I told him what happened and the first thing okay he he, th- he told me was where you know he's gonna come and find me and when he did the first thing that he told me was like you're overreacting that you know you're just being emotional why are you reacting this way get a grip of yourself and I was like thinking to myself I'm trying like I'm really really trying and I, I, I don't know why I felt that way I just did so yeah and Eventually, I really did manage to calm down and 
I still couldn't understand what happened. I couldn't understand what I went through and I just never spoke of it ever since that day. And that was my first panic attack or anxiety. And so subsequently, whenever I had like an episode, I would afterwards think to myself um, whether I was really overreacting or could it be like, you know, my hormones playing a joke on me and things like, you know, whether I was... Is it my period? Was I feeling emotional and sensitive because of it? I tried to find like excuses instead of like, you know, really digging into the fact that maybe, you know, I really needed help. And it didn't really occur to me that I had anxiety or panic attacks until like I actually sort of heard it from one of my friends who she had the same or she went through the same thing and because she did get professional help so she kind of asked me whether I had anxiety. Hey, it's Melody speaking. So back in secondary school, um, as a teenager growing up, of course, I had a lot of like, you know, dramas that I went through, a lot of friendship problems, a lot of you know, if I'm going to do well, am I going to graduate? I was basically under a lot of pressure back then. And there was this particular rumor that was, you know, it circulated because I eventually found out that it was because of my good friend back then. And she's currently my really still one of my best friends from secondary school. If you're listening, I think you know who you are. So yeah, basically she sort of backstabbed me in a sense where she spread this um, rumour in school and it really got to me and I was already handling a lot of stress back then. So, you know, as a teenager and being in secondary school, I kind of hurt myself while trying to deal with this whole, like, situation, this whole emotions. And, yeah, you know, I'm not saying that it's right. Please, if you're listening to this, you know, do not ever hurt yourself, no matter the age, even if you are now, if you're listening. I know that in that moment, it might feel like it's the right thing to do and it might feel like it's getting you attention and it might feel like, you know, physical pain might be of comfort compared to emotional pain, but it's not. It's not going to solve anything right now and I'm telling you this with experience. It is really not going to do you any good, but leave those scars on your body for you to remember. So one day at, um, you know, morning assembly, right, we were all gathered at Parade Square doing the national anthem and we had our hands behind our back. And basically one of my form, not form teacher, I think it's one of the teachers, I really can't remember, but she saw the scars or the cuts on my hand that I used to, you know, give myself and she sort of let the counsellor know, the counsellor in my school basically, yeah. And before I knew it, you know, the next day, I was called down to the guidance counsellor office and I honestly didn't know what was going on. So he sat me down and he asked me, you know, what are those on my arms? And I was really caught off guard, so I didn't really say much. And I sort of told him, you know, that I was like going under stress. I mean, I had to give him an answer, so that was my answer. (laughs) And yeah, and I was so scared that he... I remember being so scared that he was going to tell my parents about it. So I asked him, I, I sort of begged him, you know, 
can you please not tell my parents about it? I will deal with it. I will handle it and everything. Yeah, and of course now thinking back, like I knew that in any adult situation, if you're an adult and you saw that of a children, especially if you're a counselor, you have to call, you know, the minor's parents because back then I was still underage, right? I was still 15 years old or 16 years old. I wasn't of legal age and they had to call my parents for it. But the thing that really threw me off was that, you know, after I asked him whether it was okay for him to not call my parents down, he looked me in the eye and he said, I promised I won't. And at first, you know, when hearing that, I was so relieved. I felt like, you know, I could trust him and I wanted to open up about my problems. And back then in secondary school, my emotions were all over, all over the place. So he even told me, you know, he suspected that I was bipolar because I was really all over the place, guys. But yeah, the point was, you know, he called my parents. And 30 minutes later, they were at the school and they told my parents what happened about me hurting myself. And they were so devastated, as any parents would be. And they started crying. And seeing them cry in front of me because of what I did, I felt so guilty. I felt so bad. But what made me feel the worst was that I couldn't believe that, you know, I asked the counsellor not to call them and he promised me that he wouldn't, but he did. And I honestly really feel like it was because of that incident that I have so much trust problems going forward. I know that he's a stranger and he's not that important in my life, but it was really because of the incident. It's so vivid in my head. I can remember the room, how it looks like, the scenario, the, his tone, his face, the atmosphere. I remember everything. It's so vivid in my head up to this day and I'm 23. So it really left quite an impact in my life. And because of that, I didn't really, I told myself I didn't want to see my parents cry ever again because of me hurting. And so when I had my panic attack, I didn't tell my family members about it. I didn't really know how to go about it. And yeah, I basically went through it alone in a sense. Although I had my friends around me, I had my ex back then, but it really felt like I was all alone because there was no one that understands me. There's no one that really gets what I need and what I want and here and there people are just telling me you know I'm overreacting I just need to breathe I just need to manage my time my emotions properly but you know none of it makes me feel any better in fact it honestly makes me feel worse because at one point in my life back then I felt like guilty to have all these emotions to go through all those panic attacks, I felt guilty about it. I didn't see it then, but looking back now, I felt guilty about so many things. I felt guilty to even be having those episodes, feeling upset or like being stressed. Even all these feelings, I felt, I felt really guilty about it. I felt like, you know, there's so much more bigger things that are happening out there. There's so much more that people are struggling way worse that has no money, no food on the table. And I thought to myself, you know, who am I to feel this way when I have a roof over my head, when I have a house to go back to, I have food on the table for me to eat. 
and I felt so guilty and horrible about myself to the point that, you know, whenever I felt those emotions, whenever I felt horrible, I would brush it off in the surface. I would try and brush it off and tell myself, you know, these are not relevant. You shouldn't care about these. There's so much more bigger things in life that you should be worried about. And because of that, I closed myself up to a lot of people around me. I literally built a wall around me that no one can enter and literally no one like was there because I made it that way. And yeah, I I really didn't know how to go about it. I just remember feeling so alone every single night. I remember crying myself to sleep. You know, I remember asking God, I prayed. I was like, why me? You know, why am I feeling this way? Is anybody else feeling this way? You know, is there anybody out there that can understand what I'm trying to say? If there is, please let me find that person. And I felt all these dreams of emotion every single day, every single night without fail. It didn't help that there was this person or this figure that was so important or was sort of like the main pillar of my life, my life, my main pillar of support back then, telling me that. I was constantly overreacting, I was being sensitive, I was being dramatic, and yeah, it really didn't help, and it hit a point whereby I couldn't differentiate my own feelings. I didn't know if I was really overreacting, or it was actually an anxiety attack, and there was just so many dark thoughts in my head back then, and each time, it became worse because I started to feel more alone. And this went on for quite some time because I remember eventually I told myself that I needed help because I couldn't handle this this amount of emotions that was on my shoulder. It was affecting everything that I did. So I went online and I did my research and I found a few, you know, psychologists, a few guidance counsellors and yeah, you know how expensive all this, you know, seeing a doctor is. So I wasn't earning back then. I was still a poly student. So I eventually found this um, family guidance counsellor clinic. I think they were located around like Papayo and Amokyo area. But basically, I was at a legal age by then. I was 18. So they didn't really need my parents' like approval and yeah. Everything was kept confidential and I went to seek help. So eventually I got referred to this other clinic whereby um, it was slightly more like towards the expensive range. But I think because of the, the referral that the previous clinic had given me, it was something that I know I had to go through with and Eventually, the doctor did tell me that she suspected that I had anxiety and for a period of time, I was going through medication. I was constantly seeing the clinic for like a few months. It wasn't that long. I remember it being not that long because, okay, I'll get to that later, but it wasn't like a year. It wasn't like six months. It was just a really short period of time and I was under this medication and, okay, I think this will be a topic for another day, but um, basically I stopped 
the whole um, consultation and the medication because, like I said, I was surrounded with really toxic people back then. And in particular, you know, there was this figure that was constantly tell, telling me all this negative stuff and it sort of shaped me into the way that I think that there was no such thing as mental illness. And I think now I'm quite grateful in a sense that I am stronger in my own personal mindset, my own personal well-being. I think I'm stronger in that sense because of having gone through all that in the past. But back then, I stopped because I was convinced that there's no such thing as anxiety there's no such thing as panic attacks that you know it's mind over matter and I'm stronger than that and I just need to get over it I don't need any medication and I just need to be strong and it was constantly this kind of thoughts or this kind of words that were thrown at me and I just bite my teeth together I bite my tongue whichever you know you might call it and I just suck it up and I got through with it sorry um yeah I I basically went through it the hard way guys I stopped seeking professional help and tried to handle it by myself and let me tell you it's the most horrible feeling the world it really really took me like years to accept that and I mean now I really appreciate it like low-key appreciating it because I really am stronger the way that I am now and I'm a lot more headstrong and a lot more, you know, my real power is a lot higher, but it really sucked. So I'm telling you, you know, if you really do need professional help, please don't be afraid to go and seek it because it's your personal well-being, it's your health and this mental illness, this well-being of yours is as real as any other like disease or problems out there. It didn't get better over the years, obviously. There were ups, there were downs, but there were a lot more downs than the ups over the years, I would say. <laughs> um, so I eventually developed this mentality whenever I face with anxiety, whenever I face panic attacks, whenever I have overwhelm of emotions, whenever I feel stress, I would tell myself that, you know, whatever happens, just live. Even if it hurts you know you just need to live because if you live means you won and as long as you get by day by day you know eventually something will get better it has to get better even if it gets worse you know I told myself what can I do to make myself feel better what are the little things that were worth it that made me feel happy even if it's just getting some sleep even if it's getting a bubble tea for that day, if that makes me happy and that gets me through my day, so be it. Hey, it's Melody speaking. Over time, I learned to control my breathing whenever I had episodes and I learned to like fight the demons in my head, if that's what you call it, like the thoughts in my head. I really learned how to fight back whenever I have negative emotions. Of course, there are days whereby I'm so drained. I have these thoughts, this mental, like, I don't know. I hear voices in my head sometimes, guys. Okay, it's really, like, fighting me in my head. Sometimes it, it just didn't sound like me. And 
And there are days where I'm just so tired from work, emotionally, physically drained, and I just can't handle it. And I will have episodes and I really don't know how to handle it. But I'm so glad that right now in my life, I do have someone to talk to, to understand me. And that just, you know, tells me that it's okay to feel all these emotions. And I really, really, really appreciate it so much. But... Whenever I'm alone, I still feel guilty to a certain extent that I am feeling these emotions. So most of the time, I try not to. I would still go back to that habit of, you know, crying alone in my room and just being alone and just telling myself, I need to handle this alone. I am strong. There's no such thing as anxiety. You just need to breathe. Yeah, it's still a habit. I'm still working on it. I want to share a few tips, you know, now having gone through all that, you know, in the past, after hearing me saying all that, um, I just want to share with you guys a few tips, I guess, on how I deal with my panic attacks, my episodes, and my hyperventilating nowadays. So, tip number one, find ways, you know, that can help you, like, catch back your breath or help you breathe anything for me i found this app it's called breathe like inhale exhale breathe um it shouldn't be available on like app stores i'm not sure about androids but yeah i found this app whereby it will cause this or it will send out this vibration on your phone or if you have apple watch that's even better because it's on your wrist and it's with you all the time so when you go into a state of like you feel like you can't breathe and there's no one around you to tell you, you know, to inhale and exhale. But if there is, you know, I, I honestly suggest that if there is, get someone who knows of your situation, of your problems and tell them what to do, you know. If you start hyperventilating, what can they do to help you, which is to help you breathe. But if not, then this app, you know, it sends out this vibration that will tell you when to inhale and when to exhale. So when it vibrates, it will tell you, you know, you should inhale and when it doesn't vibrate, when it's on silent, you exhale. So you just need to follow the vibration. And the vibration is not like zzz, zzz, you know, when your phone rings, but it's like really like beats of like vibration whereby it helps you to count your breath and it keeps track of your breath as well. And yeah, just do that for like a minute or so. And honestly, it really, really helps me. So I suggest that, you know, if you want to, you can try it out and see if it works. Even if it's just a normal day, if you want to meditate, if you just want to get your breathing there, I think this app is really, really helpful. So yeah, that's tip number one. Tip number two, which is to allow yourself to feel when you need it. So I know a lot of the times in like human nature you know we try and conceal how we feel because we are so concerned by how other people look at us or how other people view us with our emotions especially when it's of negative emotions but I'm here to tell you that you know it's okay to feel you need to tell yourself that it is okay to feel and that it's not wrong and I'm not talking about just negative emotions, you know, like sadness or unhappiness or angry or frustration. I'm talking also about like the good emotions, like when you're happy, when you're aesthetic, when you know you're excited. All these are considered feelings. You know, you shouldn't discriminate it as 
negative or positive emotions. So when you are feeling something and it's a little bit overwhelming, you know, there are some days or there are some situations whereby you're just overwhelmed by your own emotion. So those are the times where you need to tell yourself you just need to be in that moment and just feel. So if you're feeling unhappy, if you're feeling, you know, you have a lot of thoughts in your head and you you are getting a little bit like flustered, just sit yourself down at a quiet place, anywhere that helps you feel this emotion. Just sit there for about 10 to 15 minutes or longer if you need. Just let yourself feel these emotions and, you know, it's a way of telling yourself, like your body that and your heart that you control these emotions and that you're not going to be overwhelmed by it. That's one way of, I guess it works for me, it's one way to calm yourself down by feeling. Like, you just need to feel all the emotions instead of keeping it in and letting it build up and it would, might, you know, it might just explode in the future. So that's the second tip that I can suggest for you guys. You know, you can try it out, see whether it works for you because sometimes, you know, feeling is better than not feeling anything at all. So last but not least, I'm just going to share three tips with you guys. I know there are many ways and people deal with situations differently. So these are just three tips that I think might, you know, be useful or that you guys can try out to see whether it works for you. So tip number three, do your best in everything. No matter the situation or the circumstances that you're in, as long as you know that, you know, you've done your best or you have put in the amount of effort that you know you can put in, then whatever the outcome is, you know you, you know that you've tried and no matter how close you get, you know that that is the maximum that you can give. Do you understand? So instead of aiming for perfection, which isn't impossible, but it's also not that achievable, I guess, because everybody sets different expectations for themselves, right? But as long as you're proud of however close you get, you are able to tell yourself that you've, you've done it by your own expectations that you set for yourself. So no matter what, you know, you will win out of that situation. If I am making sense, I hope I am. So when you feel all these um, negative emotions coming or like flowing through, right, you, you just need to think back, like, did you do your best in that situation did you put in the effort if you did then always remind yourself that you have done what you can and you know if there's a next time you would try again and you would know where you went wrong or you can double the effort but as long as at that point in time you have already put in your 100% or more I think that you you need to give yourself some credit and Many of us really don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that we have done, the things that we have achieved. So I guess what I'm saying at the end of the day is, you know, whatever actions, whatever decisions that you make, know that as long as it's something that you can live with, you need to cut yourself the slack. You know, always encourage yourself instead of putting yourself down. When you have negative emotions, just feel it. But you need to sit at a place and tell yourself that I have also done things that I am proud of. And, you know, in life, just like everything else, there's always pros and cons. So you just need to keep that in mind. And hopefully, you know, it will help you um, change your perspective. It will help you calm down for a little. 
So I know that there are many different methods and many different ways on how people cope with their anxiety, with you know whatever emotions that they're feeling. But I just really wanted to share with you guys these three tips that I feel works for me and you know, you can try them out and see whether it does for you. And it's also a reminder to you guys that it's really, really okay to feel, guys. Like, you need to tell yourself that it's okay to have these emotions. You're human. Everybody feels, you know, at some point in time, everybody's going to feel these unhappy emotions and there's a period of time in your life where you're just going to feel like over the moon, you're going to feel like happy. But all these are just feelings. And at the end of the day, I always believe that you know, it's always your actions, your decisions, and, you know, it is something that you know that you have done and wanted to do at that moment, and you don't regret it, then I honestly think that you really need to give yourself credit for it, for living this long, for going through the situations that you thought you couldn't in the past, but you did, and you're here now. So just pat yourself in the back and treat yourself to something good, and, you know, Hard times come and go. If it comes, you know, it helps us grow. You can't be happy without feeling unhappy. And with that said, guys, I think this podcast is really going on too long. So, you know, if you really need someone to talk to, you want to share your feelings, your thoughts, always find me on Instagram at Melody underscore LXL. Just DM me and I will definitely, you know, talk to you guys and reply as much as I can. And yeah, I'm going to end the podcast here now and I will see you guys next week, okay? Goodbye!